how to strengthen your faith. And as we said before, you cannot, uh, there's no need to ask God for more faith because he's already dealt you all the faith you need. I know that sometimes it seems like that, that, well, you know, I don't think right, Pastor. It's just, I don't know what it is. I know what it is. It's that little thing that Satan bothers all of us with. Doubt and unbelief. That's one of the biggest sins in the world is to doubt God. So we're going to push that as hard as we can push it for these few minutes that we're here tonight. I want you to turn in your Bibles to 2 Corinthians. And I want you, saints, now a lot of things I'm going to say, it don't sound too good. But if it's scripture, what choice do we have? We don't have no other choice. We've got to stay with the scriptures. I don't care how it sounds. Some of the things that God required his people to do to get a full understanding. And some of the things we're going to, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to think of that scripture where the man came through the rooftop and laid his bed down through the toilet. I suppose he tore the man's rooftop up. But he couldn't get in to see God. But his faith was so strong. I need an amen right there. His faith was so strong that he didn't think he would be a laughing stock by letting the man down through the ceiling. I mean, that's in natural thinking, that's ludicrous. And in natural thinking, what about the man that owned the house? In natural thinking, you don't be breaking up some of the roof to let down through. <laughs> we ain't going to have none of that tonight, oh. These things, I tell you, don't care how much money you spend, it still get messed up. You could spend a fortune and it's still man-made. And if man made it, it can fall apart. I want everyone, I want you to take comfort. Because just as sure as you are alive, evil is coming. Disturbing, in discouragement. It's all in the equation of the Christian life or any life. But the Christian life you got a devil that's after your mind. And because that's what Paul kept saying in, in a number of verses. Uh, uh, what was it? Ephesians uh, 6, 23, uh, 4, 23, and uh, Romans 12, 2. Where he said, the, this, the renewing of your mind that pushed you through, sisters and brothers. And if you don't renew your mind, how many people know you can read the Bible for 20 years but don't renew your mind? Okay, how do you renew your mind? By studying and praying and preaching and, 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 and doing all, reading every faith book and everything. Is that right? That's not the way you renew your mind. You renew your mind through trouble. You renew your mind through things that you don't feel that God should allow to happen. But if you know your God, you won't fall apart. That's why I'm telling you, sisters and brothers, take comfort. Even in disappointment. I don't care how disappointed you get. If you are a child of God, take comfort. Because God is there. But he know his product. And who is his product? We are his product. He knows what we need to become strong Christians in faith. And he knows that you're not going to get strong in faith by being at the IHOP. Eat pancakes as long as you want to. They tell me they got a special on. Are you going to lose any weight at the pancake house? So, so you're not going to find faith on a way to do what you want done up on top of the mountain. You got to go through the valley, saints of God. 2 Corinthians 4, let's start at the third verse, and we'll sort of skip through it. 
because I want to finish this up tonight. 4 and 3, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3. But if our gospel be hid, watch out, it is hid to them that are lost. So what is God saying right there, saints? He's saying anyone that can't look around, anyone that can't see that man didn't do all of this. Anyone that goes with another gospel other than the gospel of Jesus Christ, that man, the only reason he does that is because he's lost. The Bible said it, not Pastor Zerini. That's right. If the gospel be hid, saints, we see what man can invent, and God has given him some intelligence that's almost mind-boggling. What man can invent, but man can't make another man. And man cannot make life. Man cannot build a world. Man can't do those things, so somebody had to do it. So if they, if God's, I'd like what, to read that again, man. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Is that cut and dry? Unless you prefer to challenge that. You would like to challenge that? then you're challenging the word of God. Well, Pastor Sweeney, we, we got to rightly divide that. That don't need rightly dividing. Some things are metaphors and some are generous, but that's cut and dry right there. I skip up to the seventh and eighth verse. I'll show you. Seven. But we have this treasure right. in earthen vessels <laughs> that the excellency of the power may be of God be of and God. not of us. See, that's why I told you to take comfort. See, it's not about you. Thank you, thank you, minister. It ain't about us. He said it. Read it again, son. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels mm -hmm. that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. It's cut and dry. It's nothing we have to strain to try to figure out. So let me put it like this. If you're going through turmoil that you truly can't understand and you just word you beat up and half to death, that is not God's fault. It's not of God. Then that's of you. Eighth verse. We are troubled on every side. What was my quote when we open up? Take comfort. Amen. Even in disappointment. And this is the great Paul. Did anybody serve God as far as we read the Bible? Did anyone serve or love God more than Paul? I, don't, I can't see where nobody loved God no more than Paul. Now, when he was Saul, that was a different story. But not when he was, became Saul, Paul. We may be troubled on every side. Yet, not distressed. What was my quote again? Be not troubled, but be comforted. Do not be worried or concerned because you got disappointed. Because there is another answer right around the corner if you don't F-A-I-N-T. That's what God said. What did Galatians 6 and 7 say? If you faint not, God Almighty Jesus. Read that eighth verse again. We are troubled on every side. Okay. Yet, not distressed, we are perplexed, <laughs> but not in despair. What are we talking about tonight? Okay, you better pay attention to what's happening. If Paul said trouble was coming, what's going to happen? And he told you not to what? Don't despair. Don't despair. He said we're perplexed, but? Come on, saints. Hold on. Why would Paul put all this in the Bible if it wasn't necessary for you to understand this? You need to understand that, like I said, Every day is, well, let's put it like this. You're not going to learn or fix your faith by eating food that tastes good to you all the time. Sometimes you got to eat something that don't taste all that good. 
And when you get old as I am, you better learn that very well. Eat any old thing right now because you're young. Keep living. You're going to be old. And if you don't start doing something now, how many people know what you do today have a great, great big thing in your life on tomorrow? Be careful. Now, what you do today in the spirit realm won't help you in the spirit realm tomorrow. Because you got to go from glory to glory, and you got to die daily. Move up to the 17th verse. Let's get this thing on the road. 17. For our light affliction, uh -oh. which is but for a moment. Hold on. What's the name of the message? Strengthening your faith. How to strengthen your faith. In other words, then, where's all of this trouble and all this heaven is coming from. You're walking in your own understanding. Somewhere you're going to have to say, okay, I see what is happening is real. I understand that it's real. Hell has broken loose everywhere. But according to my faith that God gave me, it's a what kind of affliction? Light affliction. And tell us about light affliction. Which is but for a moment. Working yeah, for on, us. Hold on, hold on, hold on. That's when I think the Bible made a mistake right there. I think I, I just, uh, I've been having this trouble for 20 years. Hey, listen, was it God's fault that this woman was bent over for 18? Was it God's fault? Okay, when she came to herself and spoke to herself and said, but if I touch him, y'all notice, y'all see what's happening, don't you? What, what's happening to the mind? Come on, brother. It's being renewed. Was anything written that she couldn't have renewed her mind 17 and a half years ago? Woo! Where are you right now? We're in church, Pastor Swinney, and we pay our tithe. That don't renew nothing. That's your what service? Reasonable. Well, Pastor, I came to church tonight. What service is that? Well, Pastor Swinney, I picked somebody up tonight. So, see, you're going the wrong route. You got to see what God is saying about it, saints. Is your faith working or are you just trying to work faith? It won't work, saints. Faith sees the invisible and brings it to manifestation if it's in Christ Jesus. Because your faith ain't worth a nickel. Your faith have to have an object. And what is that and who is that object? Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ and none other saints. Amen. I know you said, but Pastor Swinney, everybody know that. Well, then why don't everybody use their faith and get everything taken care of? Oh. Why is it Outreach Christian Center full of people, saved people, healed people? Why is it every church on every block? Everybody that's really saved and healed if we use it so much faith. Didn't God say all things are possible to them that believe? And of course, faith worked by love. But he said to them, I'm talking about Mark 9, 23 now. To them that believe. Let's do 17 and 18. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment. I want y'all to get this, saints. Okay, hold on. What's the name of the message? Okay. So Paul is saying you got to look at every trouble, at every perplexity, everything that come at you as a light affliction, and God will handle the rest. For only for a moment. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hold on, hold on. Huh? You, are you sure that? Y'all sure this man reading right? For our light affliction. Hold on. That's it. That's it. I, no, I'm not. I, I, <laughs> you've been reading for me long enough to know how I operate. No, no, like, like Mr. Tufts said, that's how I roll. No, no, you were right. I was just trying to let them see what 
naming your affliction by name that you know that's in your spirit, not in your eyes. Yes, what's happening to you is hell breaking out everywhere. But Paul said if you're walking by faith, it's only a light affliction, and when it becomes light because you've given it to God, then God's a cast. That means that heaviness is not on you anymore. Dr. Sweeney, I've been reading that script for 100 years, and that ain't helped me. You don't believe it. Saints, one of the worst curses on earth is doubt. Doubt that God's word is exactly what he said it is. Saints, the only reason you got saved was by the word of God. The word was here long before anything else. But then God took the word and turned it into flesh. And then it lived. And now it lives. Boy, I'm going to leap so God mighty knows. And we talking about things are rough. Things ain't going to work. Things are not right. Yes, it is. You're just putting it in the wrong perspectives because God has fixed it. It's already ready for you, saints. For this light affliction is only which is but for a moment. But watch the next words. Worketh for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now if it's going to work for your good, the affliction, two things. Why would you want to remove it right now? And why are you complaining about it? If you're going to believe scriptures, yes, you got trouble. Yes, people hate you. People talk about you. People will try to find every rudiment they can find. They'll do it to you if you're a Christian. But then you got scripture for that. You live godly. You're going to suffer persecution. But Paul said in the 11th verse, Alicodium and Lystra. We're talking about 2 Timothy, Timothy there. He said, and Lystra and Iconium and, and all the places that I went. But what persecution I endured because out of it all, God delivered us. Hey, if he done it one time, God top mighty knows. Minister Watts, I hope you got your muscles because I'm leaping in a minute. I'm getting ready to leap out of here. Brother Boyd keep living too far from the front seat. I've been trying to get him on the front seat. I've been trying to get Steve on the front seat. I've been trying to get Claude on the front seat. They won't come. Even Minister Thompson's wife said, come on, Pastor Swinney, I'll catch you. That's New York, New York. She said, I ain't New York, I'm Maryland. And I, I think, Sonny, that thing tickled me. How many people believe this, that, that Minister Thompson is an earthling? <laughs> I think it tickled me. I thought about it when I was going on the way home. I said, Lord, that brother taught me so much stuff. He got me talking like him. <laughs> How many of y'all, don't raise your hand. You really believe Minister Thompson is an earthling? <clears throat> Ain't nobody got the wit that man got from earth. God Almighty. All right. God knows I'm getting ready to leap. We're going to do 12, uh, 17 and 18. Then let's move to Romans 8 and let's see just what your mind is capable of doing to you. 17 and 18 again. Let's do it in the NLT. For our present troubles are quite small. And won't last very long. That's what you got to keep saying. Hey, we love to sing that song. What? Trouble? Don't last all Don't last. We, we sing it. We read it. We do everything except when it comes to do it. Amen. But that's what we got to do. We got saying this is, this is how you strengthen your faith. You don't strengthen your faith by running down to the bookstore and spend $30 on paper with some books. That may be the way they strengthen their faith. I doubt it. But then that won't work with you. Keep on. 
Some of you all can't pay your rent because you're buying too many books. Can't pay your tithes. I shouldn't have said rent. I should have said tithes. <laughs> Sister Ellen, you got my back. I want to hear her say it. All right. She is so sweet and nice and quiet. We got to get you a little louder, girl. We got to make you act up. She ain't going to never do it. Or you don't want her to. <laughs> Seems like my man knows something we don't know. All right, I'm just kidding. Rambo, that's right. Hey, okay, let's, <laughs> let's do 17 and 18 in the NLT. For our present troubles are quite small. Okay. And won't last very long. All right. Yet, they produce for us. What are you getting ready to read, son? Yet. Yet, they produce for us an immeasurable, immeasurably great glory that will last forever. Why in the world would we want to remove that? We, look, we are God's children. We got to realize that, son. You are God's children. He never left you. But he got to raise you up. How many people know that God will receive you the way he found you, but he won't leave you in that state? Amen. <laughs> you either grow or you're going to get beat up. Satan is waiting on you to stay in the same state that you were when you got saved. Okay, go to Romans 8. See, a renewed mind, Lord, I'm getting ready to leap. I can't help it. Sam, I can't help it, baby. A renewed mind will soon take over and rule your flesh. It will knock your flesh to the, it'll dethrone your flesh. If you renew your mind. Pastor Swinney. I need to know a little more about that. Okay, I'm going to give you a little more. Romans 8, 7. Because Start, the I'll tell you what, let's, let's give it to them. Let's, let's put the whole nine yards on them. Start at the fifth verse. Fifth verse. For they that are after the flesh uh -oh. do mind the things of the flesh. Somebody say, no, no, what is, uh, Minister Watts, what's your favorite word? Ouch. Did y'all get that? If you what, brother? For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. Hold on. Why do you think people still look at pornography? Why do you think that people still do each other bad? Why do you think people in church, you know, Sister Sweeney, if you can find that little uh, sheet that you had, well, this man stood up with his hands behind his back all holy and had a half of another man's back in his mouth. Backstabber. In the church. When God's way become a problem to you, you've lost your first love. God said a light affliction. Don't be afraid of it. Persecution is going to come. Because if you live holy. The fifth verse again. For they that are after the flesh. Yes. Do mind the things of the flesh. Good God Almighty. But they that are after the spirit. Yes. The things of the spirit. What is the thing of the spirit, saints? The things that God is interested in. God is not interested in your flesh. He's interested in your spirit so that you can contain your flesh. Who's going to do it? You, 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 you. You have to contain your flesh. But if you're trying to do it without the spirit, you ain't doing nothing for yourself. Six verse, uh, six verse again. That was the fifth. Oh, you didn't ever finish. Do five again and go to six. For they that are after the flesh okay. do mind the things of the flesh. Come on. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. How many people know, sisters and brothers, that real faith is daring you to trust God? I mean, it's standing out there and got his fist balled up. I dare you to. Good God Almighty, we got to go to the rooftop. 
Somebody need to hear what I just said. Real faith, I dare you to trust God. Saints, that means you don't put it all on the line. That you know, hey, look, saints, if you don't crucify the flesh, he's going to rule. He must die. Before a seed can grow, what does that seed have to do? Could God a matter? That's what you got to do. Brother Swinney, I died. You came back alive. <laughs> Thank you, daughter. We've all have. Every one of us have died so many times until this, if God was, was a man that stood behind the curtains like the priest, he'd be back there laughing. How many times we done died and come back alive again? Okay? Read. Six. For to be carnally minded is death. My God. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What did I just say in my quote? A renewed mind would soon what? Take control of your flesh. Don't think it, daughter. God, no, somebody's in you, you got to come back because you make me preach, sister. Come on, saints. A renewed mind will soon take over your flesh and make it start acting like what God wanted to act like. It'll take away lust. It'll take away hatred. It will destroy unforgiveness. It will deliver you when the mind is what? Good gosh, your mind. Read it again. For to be carnally minded is death. But? But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. What do you rather have, death or life and peace? Life and peace. But what do we, don't answer. What, but do, what do we act like sometimes? We act like we prefer trouble. Because we do each other wrong. We talk about people. We push people around. We don't push the church to the top. We got to, that's what I'm preaching on next week, man. We got to push the church to the top. There ain't no exceptions. When Paul was saying, you're not here for yourself, but for someone else. We're going to dig in that thing as deep as we can get it because it seems like everybody's concerned about me, myself, and I. And that's not what God said do. Read a little bit further, brother. Verse 7. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. How many people know that? Now let it tell you itself. Go ahead. For it is not subject to the law of God. Hold on. If you haven't renewed your mind, then don't even think about why you do the things you do. Because you are not capable. You're not subject to do what God told you to do because you haven't renewed your mind. How many people know that we can all start right, but it's the finishing line? We can all look holy. My daddy said, everything glitter ain't gold. Gosh almighty. Woo! And I started to say something, but that's a little too heavy to say about what was glittering when you was courting. That's as far as I'm going to take it. Yes. Because some of the people you courted, you married. And some of the people you married, you wish you had as you kept coding. That's as far as I'm going to take it. Thank you. <laughs> Help me, Lord Jesus, be. Yes, Jesus. And neither indeed can be. It's not even possible for you to do the things of God for any extended time. Everybody could do what God wants for a moment. But, buddy, when the heat comes, what happens then? And, verse 8, 
Hit a big one. So then, so then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Why do you think that the church is lying so dormant? Saints, I, I don't think none of you all in here are going to hell. But hell is proving itself strong in the church. Read it again, man, and look, listen to it. So then, they that are in the flesh okay. cannot please God. Go, okay, go to Luke 15. Let me show you what you won't do if you're in the flesh. Did I say Luke, Luke 5? I'm going to show you what you will not do if you're in the flesh because it's stupid. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. I can't see this. It's impossible. God don't want us to do things like this. I'm going to show you. Until you learn how to do something outrageous in your spirit, not because you want to be stupid, but because you said this is the way I got to get to God to get something especially done in this realm that I'm in. I got to do something special. You, Pastor Sweeney, I don't see that. Yes, you did. How many people in here knew about Jesus, but if you died, you'd have went to hell? So you had to do something what? You had to do something special. You had to start believing in something that you ain't never seen. Tell me that ain't special. Luke 5, 15, brother. Five, let's do 18. Let's go read it all. 5, 18. Luke 5, 18, because I'm getting ready to leap. Sure enough now. Brother Boyd, make your way. And behold, and behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy. Okay. And they sought means to bring him in uh-huh. and to lay him before him. What would we have done when there wasn't no way to get him in? We would have just said, well, God didn't want to heat him this time. It's just like the man at the pool of Bethesda. 38 years. How long are you going to lie in your seat and let Satan take you out? Because you got the power. Somebody quote to me Luke 10, 19. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and demons and devils and over the power of the enemy. Paul told you long ago, you're not wrestling against your neighbor. So why are you always cursing your neighbor? Why are you always doing your neighbor wrong? Why is it you always believing wrong about your neighbor? Why is it you always pointing your finger at your neighbor? God said, that's not your problem. Even if your neighbor is wrong, then something is driving your neighbor. And that's the only thing you have power over. You don't have the power over your neighbor. He might cut you. Shoot you, beat you up. But one thing you do have power over, and that's the spirit that's driving your neighbor, if it's your neighbor. Uh, may not be the neighbor. Good God Almighty. Let's tell the truth about the whole matter. And... 19. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in okay. because of the multitude, Come on. they went upon the housetop. Come on, say, now isn't that taking things to a screen? Yes, sir. That's why I don't speak in tongues, Pastor Swinney, because it's foolish. It don't sound right. It sounds gibberish to me. My Bible tells me in 1 Corinthians 14 and 2, if you want to talk directly to God and know you're talking directly to God, then you better speak in tongues. That's what your Bible says. And mine. And? And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in. Oh, sure then, well, I'm telling you what, let's just go home. Let's just go back home. Just let him die. See, everybody's thinking about the sick man. What about the people that brought him there? Yeah. We ain't never preached about them. Lord, it's time, it's Sam, it's leaping time. You see, we always look at the people that make 
the, 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 the plague, the place, or the, the, or the futuramic of things. What about the people in the background? The man would have never got there if it hadn't been for his friends. Good gosh. But all we think about is self. But we never even preached about his friends. Good Lord, I knew I can't stand it. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave, saints. I'm telling you, saints, I'm going to tell you, faith is daring us to trust God. Now, now saints, don't you know that they could have looked like fools? But they had something in them that normal people don't have. <laughs> That's what you got to have in you. I want you to hear what Jesus got to say about it when it's all said at the end of the day. Read on. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in okay. because of the multitude, uh -huh. they went upon the housetop Come on. and let him down through the tiling, which is with his couch, into the midst before Jesus. <laughs> 20. And when he saw their faith. When what? When he saw their faith. Hold on. He said Hold unto on, him, hold on. Right, right train. Hold on. Hey, this man will see some good stuff here. <laughs> Don't be stopping me now, Pastor Swinney. Think about what he just said. Did Jesus know they was up there? Did Jesus know this was going to happen? But he had to do what? See their faith. Huh? Faith that has not been tested can't be trusted and or is Dangerous. Jesus knew all about all of it. Jesus knew Peter was going to fail, but he said, look, I just pray for you that your faith fail not. And that's what he does for us. Makes intercession for us every day. But he, say, see, you see Satan can't do nothing. When God had a hedge around Job, what's the first thing Satan told him? Say, if you take the hedge out. Meaning what? Meaning what, saints? Mean that he couldn't do nothing if God don't let him. And this is it today. Satan can't do nothing unless we let him. Because now we don't have God riding above in the air. You got God in the word where? You better use it, saints. You better use it. Because if you do, you got it going on. It might sound ugly sometimes. It might sound like it got a mass on sometimes. God's word sometimes looks just like it has a mass on it. Like the Lone Ranger. Who is this stranger? But if you know the foundation of the mass, then the mass don't throw you. You're going on what the word said about that mass character. God's character is what you better pay attention to. Not the way he come at you. Not the way he may use you. Not the way that he want to fix you. Not the way that God may think about certain things in your life. You better just look at God's character. And while you're looking at his character, back up and say, his wisdom is enough for me. Good God Almighty. And? And when he saw their faith. When he saw. Like, wait a minute. You know, he didn't even say it, the sick man. I'm leaping, so help me. When he saw their faith. He said Hold unto on, say, him. How many people know that once you do something God tell you to do, everybody around you get blessed? Y'all remember when God told Peter to lunch? Out into the deep. He caught so many fish that he had to do what? He had to call some more people with smaller boats and fill their boats. All you got to do is walk in faith. God will bless everything around you. He's daring us to trust him. Because I'm not coming back down here until I get ready to take y'all back home with me.
<laughs> so I want you to understand. I'm not coming back to get on no cross for you. I suffered the shame one time. I was your savior then. But when I come back this next time, I'm going to be your judge. Good God Almighty. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, man, thy sins are forgiven thee. Now you all know that everybody got upset then. They start talking about who is this? They ain't thinking about the man being healed. They in there fussing over him forgiving sin. I hate to read all of it, but we'll have to keep on reading, brother. I was going to skip, but go ahead. And the scribes and the Pharisees, Verse. excuse me, 21. Mm -hmm. And the scribes and the Pharisees mm -hmm. begin to reason, okay. saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? See, saints, when you know God, when you know Jesus, you know God. When you know God, you know Jesus. See, why would I say that? Jesus told them, he said, if you be Abraham's saved, and if you'd have known Abraham, you would what? You would know me. God, a mighty leaping time. Read, brother. 22. But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, <laughs> he answering said unto them, uh -huh. What reason ye in your hearts? 23. Whether is easier to say, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, rise up and walk. Read. 24. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise and take up thy couch and go into thine house. Read. 25. And immediately he rose up before them and took up what wherein he lay and departed to, excuse me, to his own house, glorifying God. That's what we ought to be doing every time we come to church. Because God is doing something in your life every day. We ought to glorify God every minute. Saints, I'm going to tell you something. If you don't have vision, you're soon going to lose interest in what God wants you to do. If them people, if those two men, however men had him, I, I don't, if anybody knows, it doesn't matter. But he said them, didn't he? So if they didn't have a vision, they would have left when they couldn't get into the place. You got to have a vision. I'll tell you what, go to Second Peter. Bless God. Second Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Let me, Lord, Lord, I tell you, I'm going to go crazy up here. Show you, saints, if you don't have a vision, you will lose interest in what God wants you to do. You will lose interest, listen, in what you once was working on, but it came a little hard, and you lost your vision. Saints, I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to follow God, you better be ready. What did I tell you all this earlier today? That, that this trip with God ain't no weekend journey. It's forever, as long as you're on this earth. Read 1 Peter 2, 3 and 1. This second epistle, beloved, mm -hmm. I now write unto you Jesus. in both which I stir up in your pure minds by way of remembrance. Come on. Verse 2. That ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets and of the commandment of, of us the apostles. Read this with the Wilson spirit. Come on. Of the Lord. Yes. And Savior. Three. Knowing this, knowing this, that there shall come in the last days. What did I just tell you without a vision? You'll lose your interest, hope, or give up. You will lose interest in it. That's why, oh, Jesus. 
That's why so many us Christians, we start things and never finish it because we lost vision. Without vision, you're going to lose interest because how many people know just because you had the vision, does that mean that you're going to walk right into it? No, you got to press and press and press and press and press. Without a vision, you'll lose interest. Read, son. We got to get about five minutes. Three. Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days Lord scoffers. God. Scoffers? Walking after their own lust. Are they here? They are. Okay. Four. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? What did they lose? Vision. Because they said, where is the, is the promise? promise? Mean that they one time believed it. That's right. But they lost their vision because Jesus, one day in the life of Jesus, is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. Why is the promise? What is my quote, saints? Without a vision? Lose interest. I'm telling this is this is the church. This is the church. Nobody said that you're gonna backslide out of the church. But how many of you all, don't don't raise your hand, you started a dozen things that ain't finished none of them. You lost the vision. You didn't become a bad person, but you lost the vision. And when you lose the vision, you lose interest. How many people know if we are walking in the flesh and you lose interest, you might as well just go home. Third verse again. Knowing this first. Knowing <laughs> that there shall come in the last days God scoffers. God will pay him. Hold on, son. I'm coming. Scoffers. Walking after their own lust. Okay. Four. And saying. And saying. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Go ahead. Five. Listen to this now. For this, they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God, the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water. So what is that saying, saints? No vision, no interest. You got to have a vision. Anybody here at the Outreach Christian Center? If you don't have a vision on what we want to really do. Now, I didn't say that you have a knowledge of it. Everybody have a knowledge that we want to win souls. But you got to have a vision of doing it on your own. You can't let somebody else's vision totally color you. You got to take the vision on your own. Some of us, are you doing it? You're beginning to do it. You had a vision and this trouble has shown up. But you didn't stop. Saints, listen. If God allowed it, it's to show you your strength or your weakness. Go to Luke. Bless God, we got three minutes. Start nothing in here, won't be nothing. Let's go to Luke 22, 31. We'll see what God say, hey, saints. If God allowed it, did God knew what was going to happen to Peter? Couldn't he have stopped it? But he didn't. So he needed Peter to see his what? What I just told you. His strength or and his weakness. Good gosh almighty, leaping, leaping, leaping time. Next time you get in trouble. Well, I don't have to say next time. Why are you going through your trouble right now? You need to realize that if you are not out of it, God is trying to show you what you're weak in. Or he's trying to show you your strength. What did he say in the 22nd verse? Uh, 31st verse. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. 32. Hey, if Jesus knew all of that, don't you think he, he did Peter wrong? 
Natural thinking. Natural thinking. But in the spiritual realm, he helped Peter. And even with all that help, Peter still what? Still messed up. But he had something in him to pick him up. Lord God Almighty. He had Jesus' word in him. And? 32. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail you not. Go on. And when thou art converted. And when you are converted, Peter. Strengthen thy brethren. So God had to show him how weak he was. If he's going to strengthen anybody. Read. 33. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee, both into prison and to death. How many people know that one nothing talking but what? His flesh. Nothing but his mouth. That's all that was, mouth. Saints, how many people know that your growth relies on God's character? If your growth is not relying on God's character, then what do you have to go on? Do you see him? So all you ever heard is what you read about him. And everything you read about him was good, great, and beyond measure. Can you say amen? Aren't you glad that what you heard about Jesus, what you read about Jesus is unchangeable? Don't, as we go home, I'm going to cut this off even though I got a lot of stuff, but we'll do it another time. Don't allow your spirit or your flesh to grow familiar with sin. What do you mean, Pastor Swinney? Fornication don't look bad anymore. It's just that we make mistakes. Homosexual, I don't know if that's a sin. That's just their lifestyle. And they just fell into it. Don't allow yourself to become familiar with sin. If sin is there, throw it out. Kick it out. I don't care how much you want to believe in it. That you, well, it's my cousin and I love him. I don't care how much you love him. Don't grow familiar with sin. Stand up on your feet and give God a praise. Romans, Romans 14.